0: Hip hip hooray, let's give a cheer
1: It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear Our favorite
2: host is in the chair The Truman Show is on the air
3: It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County
0: The
2: Truman Show is on the air The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center, Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro.
3: Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, here's Truman Jones.
0: Good morning, Rutherford. Oh no, don't tell me Guys uh, at the station Got a problem with Echo It's Monday Yeah, it is Monday
1: And you know what the famous quote is Beware the Ides of March today, I remember that Today is the 15th, which is the Ides of March You remember it? Where would you hear it? Where would it come from?
0: Where did I hear it? It was in school, in in grammar school.
1: Uh, And who said, Beware the Ides of March? Um, Or better yet, who was he talking to? It
0: was Roman. There you go. (laughs) And and I was trying to remember which one was it that said that. But it had to do with um, Caesar.
1: Judas. Yeah. Yeah, it was the soothsayer who he apparently ignored who warned him. And uh, uh, Julius Caesar was killed on the f- 15th of March. Yeah. So beware the Ides of March today. But, uh, well, yesterday was an interesting day, too. How did you celebrate Pi Day? I
0: didn't have pie. Oh. <laughs> I, I uh, actually I went over to, uh, you know where Eckhart's is? It's on Franklin Highway, just past the interstate from... Okay. Okay. Uh, leaving broad and going over the interstate and it's down on the right. Uh, it is um, great pizza there.
1: Oh well, that's a pie of sorts. Yeah. If you did. Well, I had
0: one my, my grandson. True, was really sick yesterday. Oh my. He he he's got not the the corona type, but he has a virus, and evidently it's going around. It stays for a day or two, and well, then
1: it's still I uh, guess regular. It, Flu season. Yeah,
0: yeah. and it just, it's coming out of everywhere. Yeah. Bless his heart.
1: Well, you know, the origin of uh, Pi Day is 3.14. Where'd you get that? (laughs) The pie for Pi Day is the. uh, I prefer the sugar pie. Yeah, I'm sure you would. And that's the best way to celebrate. But uh, pie is the uh, mathematical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Figure 3.14, so March 14th has been dubbed Pi Day. And uh, if you need to figure the circumference or area of a circle, you'll need Pi, P-I.
0: Well, I had to run and and get some food in me this morning because they called and they do my yearly blood check.
1: uh, On the Ides of March, I mean, that's... That's that's not very good, is it? No, you could have picked picked a better day. Of course, Mars, March is named for the god of war, Mars. Yeah. And uh, I learned just recently that uh, March was the first month in the early Roman calendar, uh, which was tied more to the change of seasons and the rebirth, we call it,
0: Well, what if you were born in January and February?
1: Well, that was the end of the year.
0: So they still had the 12 months, correct?
1: Not until Julius and Augustus got to serving their ego and adding. There were 10 months, remember? Ego? December is 10. Uh, Our our, uh,
0: boss uh has just sent a text in and said that we are coming through fine. Good. Uh, this is uh, the boss of um, my boss. Your particular house. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good to know that. Yeah. Good to know that. Hey, did you go uh, spelunking
1: this weekend? No, but uh, my son and granddaughter did. Yeah. Uh, helping a neighbor uh, property owner find a cave that he didn't mm-hmm. know was on his property, and uh, it's a cave that my Boy Scout group found about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and took the dimensions and the measures and the directions and charted and turned that into the state so I hope it's on the state registry but uh, it's near the Big Springs community Yeah. and of course there's two or three caves in that area
0: People don't realize Big Springs is a big historical place Uh, in Rutherford County
1: One of the first to have its own little plaque (laughs) recalling the community there Yeah and uh, yeah, several people of note have come from Big Springs, and they were. Now though, the mailing address for Big Springs is Christiana, which is confusing that because doesn't
0: make any sense. It's
1: nowhere near, but the uh, Christiana route uh, extends over to pick up. Well, it's almost over to Braidable Pike. It's mm-hmm. right uh, across the road from from Morning Ride Farm. Is now Christiana. Uh, we're readable, but that's right where, right where the two, uh, postal routes come come together. But you,
0: you know, you just mentioned something, that uh, really gets me. Morning Ride Farm is that on the historical register now, because. As far as I'm concerned, it belongs on the historical
1: register. I don't know that anything historic has yet happened there, but maybe maybe in the near future, Yeah, in the future. But let's see, one other thought on March. I remember one of my favorite uh, stories as a child. There was a character or a figure in there called the March Hare, and he was uh, hanging around with the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. What's with the March Hare? He was pretty much crazy. Absolutely. (laughs) The old English tradition is that March is the breeding season for the domestic bunny in uh, southern England. And during that time, the rabbits, they say, were crazy Mm -hmm. and uh, aggressive. And so if you refer to someone as a March hare, you're suggesting that they're crazy.
0: Anybody in particular you're thinking about?
1: I'm just thinking about the friend of the Mad Hatter. <laughs> the unbirthday party. Yeah. I had a great story when you were a kid.
0: Yeah, oh, it was. And you know, uh, most of the things that Disney put out in those days was pretty much for the young people. And and just tells you how things have changed since uh, Walt has uh, gone on.
1: Well, and of course, they more or less took the uh story and it became a Disney story, yeah, because most of us our exposure to Lewis Carroll, I believe, yeah, and uh through the looking glass and such was the Disney animated movie, mm-hmm. uh, which was terrific uh, but uh. It became a Disney, and all the Cinderella's and such, you know, were old stories that Mm -hmm. uh, Disney animated and made uh, popular 40s, 50s.
0: Yeah, and now it's all about monies. (laughs) They're trying to take over pretty much everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see, I read something recently that uh, I was glad to see. We, We cautioned a year or so ago about one of the uh, activities over on the Middle Tennessee campus yeah, called the Confucius Institute. Now, my wife pointed out immediately that uh, for the Communist Chinese to be sponsoring something called the Confucius Institute, which is what was going on, mm-hmm. should raise suspicion because the Communist Chinese have been trying to... Uh, wipe away the history of Confucius, yeah. the Chinese philosopher and uh, a, a something akin to a religion, Confucianism, uh, and for them to then come into the United States on a cultural exchange program and call it the Confucius Institute should raise suspicion. Uh, well, a year or two ago some of our uh, leaders in Congress and others began to question the activities of these institutes. Mm-hmm. There was one at MTSU, I think there was one at UT, and I know there was one at Memphis State, which was kind of a focus of concern. And uh, although the Chinese deny it, the uh, function of the institute was in one part to keep an eye on the Chinese students who were on that campus, mm-hmm. more or less a discipline, uh, but also uh, a kind of a cultural uh Intrusion, And the second thing that really should have made us concerned is that the cultural exchange was one way. They had offered to put these programs on American campuses, but they would not allow the American uh, parallel-type program in mm-hmm. China. Uh, but now uh, they've been eliminated on all the campuses in Tennessee, and I think throughout the country largely on congressional and uh, uh, executive concerns regarding the potential espionage, Uh, but certainly the the cultural misrepresentation that you get when you go one-sided like that.
0: Well, you know, MTSU has a strong tie. To China now. I've
1: wondered about that. Because
0: President McPhee w- was over there a number of times and yeah. and built up a relationship with them.
1: I asked him one time when he was showing me pictures of some remote areas of China where most people you'd think we wouldn't be permitted. I asked him why and he says, well, I have papers. They gave me papers. Yeah. But, and,
0: and then you think, why do they do that?
1: Yeah. Of course. Uh, his relation although the article is very specific about middle tennessee having it and having eliminated it just recently nothing was mentioned about the uh, personal connections relations if they exist so mm-hmm. i'm curious and of course there's money involved because the chinese if they had a confucius institute at memphis state would also have a number of uh, students enrolled there as mm-hmm. international students Paying, uh, you know, full tuition, so there was a money incentive for the, for the school administration, but uh, they've apparently been, canceled all over the country now.
0: And, you know, uh, young minds are very vulnerable to things like that.
1: Apparently, the Chinese saw that as a good way to begin, their propaganda, bringing yeah. their propaganda here, and we visited, uh, my family, and my grandson took my grandson to the. The actual physical uh, location of the institute over on the uh, Middle Tennessee campus, and they had music and they had art and uh, you know very neutral impression. Mm-hmm. But when I learned that they would not allow a real cultural exchange, yeah, you know I thought well, you know they'd be suspicious of our motive and probably thinking we're pretty naive. Which I think we are at times, mm-hmm. particularly in our dealing with other, other countries and other cultures. But and
0: talk about changing culture. Um, we're we're having trouble with the name on the ROTC building at the university again. And uh, I don't. They, they they just don't want to let any of that go. Yeah, I don't even want to acknowledge. That, but sometimes you know. the propaganda is right here in our country. Yeah. And that's what we've been looking at for the last few years, three or four years.
1: Oh, it's also St. Patrick's Day this week. Ah! 1670 St. Patrick's Day. So, uh, you know, green beer and uh, shamrocks and maybe a few uh, music songs. Who was St. Patrick anyway? He did away with the snakes over in Ireland. That's the legend. He drove the snake. Yeah. If you take the snakes as an analogy for the pagan religion, or pagan practices, pagan, paganism, mm-hmm. then uh, the uh, the legendary St. Patrick's, he actually is credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland. hmm and as I say, if you take an analogy, the snakes being the pagan practices and the pagan beliefs, uh, he is perhaps initiated the introduction of Christianity into Ireland. Uh, part of his knowledge of Ireland and the, and the customs and the practices came from when he was a slave. Uh, Patrick was a slave uh, held in Ireland for a number of years mm-hmm. uh, before he begin his Christian mission there hmm. Truman is distracted for a moment oh I'm getting some information
0: uh, we, we will get back to this because my phone is p- p- picking up two different things at one time I don't know why it's doing that but um, you can prevent that. It, it's uh, oh, I can. What? Turn it off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, let's see. It's from our your boss again. The mm-hmm. Confucius,
1: oh, don't, huh? Don't turn it off.
0: <laughs> Institute China's soft power tactics have been reclassified as diplomatic institutions instead of cultural under Mike Pompeo.
1: Well, that puts them into a different category of regulation, oversight. That they've been closed, I think, on most of the campuses, if not all the campuses around the United States.
0: Well, we accept too many things here in the United States. Of course, we've always been open, and that's part of the democracy. But unfortunately, a lot of people are not able to understand what uh, countries like China and Russia tried to do with our system. They tried to erode the strength of our country and I, I can say in the last four to eight years they've done well which I am uh, not happy with. And it seems like the, the universities really play a strong part of that as we all know and uh, allow those things to be taught as um, Truthful types situations instead of propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't we have a big time? Here? Yeah, where do you I throw it? I throw my head out as the train is coming, and and you're driving the train. <laughs> i love it
1: we touched on uh... moving to local history a little closer we Mm -hmm. touched on something last week interesting story we had not reviewed lately
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh... in the period right after the uh... reconstruction period put us into late eighteen seventies the industrial era industrialization even rutherford county began Mm -hmm. to industrialize and all that was driven by black gold uh, the power coal. source power source of that era was coal. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, Tennessee, uh, up in East Tennessee, primarily in Northeast Tennessee, uh, some very substantial coal deposits. And, of course, if you go on into... Most country, of those are done away with, aren't they? Today.
0: Yeah, because I have driven through you, all yeah. those big holes in the, yeah. the ground over there. It's well, just,
1: uh, coal is under attack now, which is yeah. interesting. That's why I thought, you know, 100... Fifty years ago, it was black gold. Yeah, and there were, you know, some hill folk, country folk up there who all of a sudden had plenty of money mm-hmm. because uh, they were selling the rights or actually extracting themselves. And uh, uh, that's a couple of hundred miles east of here, though. But back in the 1870s, uh, a lot of people figured that uh, if there's coal up there. There must be some under us mm-hmm. somewhere in Rutherford County. We had the hills uh, and the terrain that, that prompted that. Uh, lay a foundation here over in uh, the area around Eagleville mm-hmm. which uh, had just been added to Rutherford County. Remember that was originally over in Williamson County. been added. Uh, there was a fellow who uh, has succeeded to uh, some land over there through uh, inheritance and such, named Henry Clark. And uh, the property uh, next to him was a cousin, and they had property they had gotten through estate succession. And when it was divided, whoever had divided it, one of their ancestors was very fair-minded about it. And he had drawn the line between the two pieces that were being passed on, such that one side had a spring, a very useful spring. Remember, water was key to development and such. And on the other side, the stream flowed through it. So you had the spring flowing through some uh, very fertile bottom land, then crossing the line between the two properties and flowing across the other. Henry Clark was the other, not the spring property. Mm-hmm. Well, he apparently coveted the spring and tried several times to purchase that from uh, his neighbor, who was, I believe, a cousin, and uh, no, no interest. And, uh, well, the, the cousin died, and the property was still held by the widow and the widow's son. And Henry got an idea. I remember 1870s, you know. I had on their mind mm-hmm. black gold, coal money, and generally believed that there must be some somewhere in the hills around Rutherford County some deposits. So Henry uh, could not get uh, the widow or the son to deed the land to him, although he had offered to buy it. So one day he came into town on the sly, is the way the story goes. Mm-hmm. And went to the coal dealer in town, and loaded up a wagon with lump coal. Here we go. Pieces of coal, and uh, you remember the phrase uh, we salt down the meat. Yeah. You know to cure. Well, salting also means, if you look it up in the dictionary, uh, putting something in an area to give a false impression as to what.
0: which has been done in a lot of places in Rutherford County
1: yeah they salt mines out west I understand Mm -hmm. so Henry goes up to a remote area in the northeast corner of his property which is against his neighbors property back in and it's steep hills so steep that uh, to walk there you had to hold on to the trees pull your way up and he dumps the coal and spreads it out over the ridge
0: that's over in that little mountain area over in, yeah. in Eagle. Yes. Yeah, some beautiful p- homes over there. Now. Yeah.
1: And uh, he spread it, but he didn't, and then he cleared out. Didn't say anything to anybody about it. hmm But he knew that uh, at least the, the neighbor's son, from time to time, went around the property, as we all should. And uh, sure enough, a couple of months later, he gets an inquiry from uh, his neighbor. uh Maybe we ought to talk about the property, you know, that you're interested in. Maybe we can work something out. Mm-hmm. So Henry again plays plays low key. Well, you know, uh, and eventually the proposal from the neighbor is, we'll swap. We'll, we'll give we'll swap you the bottom land there with the spring that you've been interested in for some of the hills hill property. Mm-hmm. And uh, Henry says, well, I'll consider that. Well, sure enough, I went to the, <coughs> the deed registry for Rutherford County, and you find in 1877 a property swap, something like 13 acres in the hills, or swapped for 10 acres in the bottom lands there. And uh, that family gave up their bottom land and their spring in exchange for what they thought was going to be a coal deposit up in the hills apparently they were disappointed and i don't know how they feel Was
0: there any prosecution on that
1: very interesting yes <clears throat> there was uh, but f- for different reasons henry over in williamson county ran up some debts mm-hmm. henry clark and the uh... creditors put a lien on his property which would have taken all of his property mm-hmm. He quickly sold his property to his sons. And of course the creditor went to court uh, alleging a sham transaction to avoid the debt and prevailed in the lower court. Henry wasn't about to give up, though. He he appealed it and uh, took a year or so of appeals and got up to the Tennessee Supreme Court. In the meantime, Henry's sitting on his porch enjoying the spring and the, you know, And uh, it was heard by the Tennessee Supreme Court, and Henry died before the uh, judgment was rendered.
0: Well, lucky him.
1: Yeah, so he got to live out sitting there, perhaps on his porch, watching the the, the stream flow by. Uh, But the Supreme Court ruled against his case. So uh, his heirs lost the property. But Henry, Henry was able to enjoy it. So I put Henry Clark in the category of Colorful renegades or colorful rascals, be a better mm-hmm. term.
0: That, uh, That's only if they don't mess with you. Huh? That's only if they if they mess with you. They're no longer in that category.
1: Well, they may still be colorful, but they clearly would be a rascal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, ha- have you been uh, listening lately to the fact that they're trying to do away with the bonded businesses?
1: Oh, I've seen that, yeah.
0: You know, they look at everything except for what the results are going to be. And over the years, as you know, uh, the bonding has changed. I remember when uh, the judges would let the the sheriffs uh, let people be released on their own recognizance because they knew the f- a complete background of these people and knew that they were not going to be a risk to leave. And uh, then uh, that changed, and then the, the bondsmen, uh, then they had bondsmen back then, and, and the bonds were usually made on people who were more likely to be a risk to leave the community and hard to find, and mostly that would be on uh, felony cases, the, the real tough cases. And what they're not bringing up is how much time and effort and money bondsmen save the community. And I, I, I never get on a...
1: Uh, uh, Private enterprise can frequently save...
0: It saves a lot of money. Sector, what people yeah. don't understand is the bondsmen are completely... Uh, it, it, they're, they're in the bondsman's charge at the time. And they have to do uh, all the finding, making sure that they're back in court. Um, it, it's it, It's would take law enforcement an unbelievable amount of their time to try to locate these people, chase them down, go pick them up, and, and all the things that uh, can take a lot of officers' time off of not being in the community and things like that. And uh, I, I think sometimes, I don't really know, I know one of the judges is pushing this but the judge is not the one that has to go out and hunt all of these people down and these people can also be out committing crimes and doing all these other things while the officers do not have the time to go out and hunt them down so uh, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword but i think the sword should be on the side of the bond in itself to make sure that those people appear in court for the crimes that they've committed instead of out running loose all over the country because uh, a lot of these uh, uh, people that commit these crimes they're not going to stay in this area very long they're going to be gone once they're they're out and loose again so uh, if, if you look at the effort that has to be put in by law enforcement to get these people back where they belong and in court again, the the time and the money spent is just unbelievable. So let that, let that responsibility be with the bondsmen because they're the ones that's putting up the money and making sure that those people are going to be in court.
1: Well, those bondsmen are businessmen.
0: Yes, they are. And women. And they have people hired to go out and yeah. hunt these people down.
1: And all the, they take the risk, uh, but they're they're funding the risk. Yes, too.
0: they are funding yeah, the risk. So, uh, and, and it's worked well for many, many years, and now just uh, arbitrarily start uh, letting these people be out on their own recognizance or whatever.
1: Well, the court, didn't the Sup- Tennessee Supreme Court get involved here recently? and. In some of the decisions, I hadn't followed it closely.
2: Yeah,
0: you have to look at it in a practical matter, though. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they're doing that.
1: Uh, well, moving right along. Yes. Uh, we hear a little bit about and you made me think of it talking about the courts getting involved where private private capital probably would do a better job. Gentrification, the uh, apparent. Uh, interest in old Murfreesboro among uh, investors and mm-hmm. such. A good example is uh, Drive Vine Street from uh, the city cemetery out and uh, that ha- area had uh, gone almost industrial for a while, had the milk company there and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is really changing rapidly. There. Uh, uh, well, the old Cumberland Presbyterian Church site got cleaned up. That was on Billbro. And if you come back a little bit on Hancock, uh, the couple of corners there have been uh, cleared and uh, pretty townhouses built in there. Uh, one of them on the site of what was one of the little corner groceries, and they rebuilt in a commercial style, although it's a residential property now. Mm-hmm. And then if you come back to right across from where Gale Lane intersects with Vine Street, uh, there's a townhouse development there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, looks like four, or five, six units being put in there. Uh, so it's coming back fast. prompted me to do a little research, and uh, apparently back in the turn of the 1900s, uh, that was very much an, an upper income community on Vine Street. In fact, what caught my eye when I'm reviewing the records of property owners, the the, the southwest corner of Vine and Highland mm-hmm. uh, was the home of uh, Dr. Murphy, the Dr. Murphy that was the Confederate uh, Assistant Surgeon General. Managed the, ran the hospital over in western Virginia during the war. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of the only people who stared down Champ Ferguson and lived to tell about it. Uh, Champ was in the hospital executing those that he thought uh, he had a grievance with. And uh, Dr. Murphy confronted him uh, with uh, Champ's pistol drawn, pointed at the doctor's head, and backed him down and Champ left, uh, left the hospital. Uh, J- uh, J- Dr. Murphy came back to Murfreesboro after the war, served as mayor, and was the leading doctor in the area, and a businessman as well, uh, up until he died in uh, about 1912, 1915, that area. Well, his house was right on the corner of Highland and, in fact, the the house there is probably the original house. It's got an Italianate style to it. Is that our Dr. Murphy That's that was,
0: that was a friend that I just absolutely loved? He's a friend of mine. That would be his dad or his granddad?
1: Probably his granddad. You go back that far. Yeah. Uh, J.B. Murphy, the doctor I'm talking about, was born in the eighteen forty early 1840s, I believe, because he was a young... Oh. He was a young physician when the war broke out. Yeah. But uh, he actually outlived uh, one of his sons uh, by a few years, and his son was a doctor as well. So it was the, the line that uh, came down to the Murfrees we know today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But he was on the corner, and I believe the house is still there. And then next to him was uh, a Ridley, another prominent name of that mm-hmm. era, and next to them was another Ridley. And then the house on the end of the block was the ra- one of the Ransoms. So you put together the Murphy, Ridley, and Ransom names, and you've got uh, leading uh, families of that period, uh, post-Reconstruction era mm-hmm. and forward. So uh, that historic area, I hope, will be preserved. And, uh, in fact, if the people who own the property now would uh, check check into the tax abatement that the mm-hmm. county will make for historic properties, uh, they probably would would uh, be sure to get some assistance there if they're trying to reserve uh, preserve or restore some of those historic properties.
0: And think the medical line continued on until we got uh, Matt. And Bob.
1: Their father was, uh, I guess, the last of the doctors. Their father
0: was the, the last of the yeah, physicians. then they yeah. shifted
1: over to lawyers. Yeah. And Brick, the next generation. And bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, banking yeah. as well.
0: That, that, that's, uh, that was a special line right there, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, sure was. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it
0: funny how some people, families especially, make a, such a big difference in our community? And uh, leadership like that—it's it, really what's make, made Rutherford County very, very strong over the years. You know, I've been blessed to know so many great people just in my lifetime, mm-hmm. my short lifetime. <laughs> and I and I made new, really new friends, and just like your family has it, been very close to to me, and I just yeah, thoroughly be. enjoyed. I would all of it.
1: Yeah, I would encourage anybody to remember you can always make new friends. Yeah, and uh, be be very close. Uh, it's just common interests.
0: That's what makes life really, really special. It really does. You could just go out and smile at people. Sometimes that's all it takes to 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 get a conversation going and and um, make your life so much better.
1: Well, let's do something just for entertainment. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're you active in this. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. We were talking about the... Here we get into politically correct. I would say the native population of Ireland, but I guess indigenous people mm-hmm. is the phrase today. I was doing some research on World War II, and in particular the area that has always fascinated me, the... Uh, air war in the South Pacific, the Marines in particular. Mm -hmm. But I came across a document that was uh, prepared by the government of Australia. Hmm. Now Australia had the governance of much of the islands of the Western Pacific, South Pacific, Southwest Pacific, and uh, were the government for that area. Although the area was populated with uh, primarily indigenous people, Natives, that have uh, descended over many centuries. Uh, and this document uh, was provided to every pilot, and probably others as well, working in that area or serving in that area during the war. Mm-hmm. And uh, the document was to be used by the, for example, the pilot who has crashed down in one of the remote islands, Uh, if he encounters any of the native population, he would use this document. And uh, the the document uh, obviously is not something that could have been written today and ever passed and been accepted, but it is a translated version of request for assistance and instructions. Uh, but the native populations of the islands didn't speak English. They spoke what is called in the document pigeon English or pigeon native. And that's a mix of some uh, English sounding words and a mix of uh, the words uh, in the native native language. Mm-hmm. And uh, the document, has phonetically spelled out, for the benefit of the pilot, I assume, uh, what he needs to say when he encounters this native population. Uh, Let's take
0: a break and then come back to this. All right. Because this is going to be a fascinating subject. All right. From NHC's Adams Place, home of
3: premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. This is Scott. It's now time to make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center where they exclusively specialize in us men and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. And they're one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has really reinvented the doctor's visit and they make it quick and easy for us men to get in and get all of our levels checked out. Not just our testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all your numbers that are important to your health. if you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, they could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. 135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. So book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
3: day with the wake-up room with John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. we get got two uh, different food, fruit groups. We've got fruit groups. <laughs> <laughs> I like fruit loops. Do you like fruit loops? <laughs>
4: I'm looking at one
3: right now. News, traffic, weather, and fun every morning. You're looking at me like I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the Wake Up Crow weekday mornings six to seven fifty on News Radio WGNS. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com news center.
4: I'm Ron Jordan. In what organizers believe is the largest community tree planting event in America, thousands of volunteers have registered to plant more than 50,000 native trees. There will be trees planted in every county in the state during Tennessee Tree Day, March 20th. The event includes 112 community tree pickup sites and more than 4,000 individual tree planting locations. The event is organized every year by Tennessee's Environmental Council, a nonprofit organization based in Nashville, with Tennessee's Department of Agriculture, Division of Forestry, playing a vital role in the event. The Murfreesboro Police Department is hoping the public can help identify a man who waved a gun at fast food workers last year. The incident happened back in November at the Hardee's on Middle Tennessee Boulevard when the man in the drive-thru asked for a manager while becoming angry and showing the weapon. Officials say the suspect had a beard, a nose ring, drives a black Chevy Equinox, and anybody with any information should contact the Murfreesboro Police. Information on how to do that is on our website, wgnsradio.com. The Tennessee Department of Agriculture and the Division of Forestry want to prevent off-highway and all-terrain vehicles from damaging state forests. Officials have announced that anybody found using OHVs and ATVs in unauthorized areas of state forests could be charged with criminal trespass or vandalism. Penalties up to a year behind bars and a $2,500 fine or the value of damages are possible. Officials say those using OHVs and ATVs should look for the Jeep symbol, indicating the road is open to motorized vehicles. News on demand 24/7 on our website wgnsradio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock when it breaks and
3: on demand at wgnsradio.com. We are News Radio WGNs.
2: This is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers. If you're not getting out and about, feel free to visit us on our website. It's BellJeweler.com. And we have all of our merchandise online, plus merchandise that we can get in very quickly for you. Also, visit us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You'll see all our promotions. Bell Jewelers,
4: 821 Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots.
2: At Heritage South Community Credit Union,
0: we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future. Let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website,
2: HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website Analexa, Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Cloudy this afternoon, areas of are showers and a few thunderstorms high in the upper 60s. Tonight, cloudy, chance of showers and storms, a of 54. I'm meteorologist Laura Lakota News Radio, WGNS. Right now, 61.
4: Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From
3: NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at
0: WGNSradio.com. Okay, uh, now, All right. I, I, I know that we will probably have conflicts in a lot of places again. I hope not. And, well, and I was thinking about maybe flying uh, uh, a fighter plane. Uh, right. Maybe a, 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 well, that's a 15 a, or one of those.
1: Well, let's assume that we've uh, crash-landed on one of the remote islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have encountered a uh, native population,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'll be the pilot, and then you can... No,
0: well, you're going to be the native
1: person. No, the, this is the pilot trying to talk to Okay, the so I'll be person. the pilot. Well, you'll be the translator. Or do you want to do the pigeon English?
0: Wait a minute, you trying to... You, no, we were off the air, and I told you you're do that I can do the pilot. and, and, and yeah, Right, and that's what we're going to do. Okay.
1: Yeah, but the pilot isn't wasting his time speaking English. He has to use the uh, phonetic... Pigeon language that he's been given on a piece of paper to use when he encounters the you native population. You just had to put
0: me in that position, didn't you? No. Yes.
1: You're going to do the English. Okay. If you'll hush up, we'll get started. <laughs> yeah. This might, might be instructive. All right. He encounters the native population.
0: All right. And he says... The, the white man holding this paper is a friend of the
1: government. Well, now, you translate after I read the pigeon English. Oh, you're going to do
0: the pigeon English yeah, first?
1: of course. That's me talking to the native, and I say, "Dis palamasta giffen pas long you, I perin belong government," which means
0: the white man holding this paper is a friend of the government.
1: Remember, the government's Australia. Yeah. Then I would say, "Balus balong in a true nine you palamast Luke Hut gut long in in Long master, Ikamap, long mipala Jin.
0: Okay, his plane has crashed, and you must look after him as that he reaches safety so that he reaches safety.
1: long long big long in.
0: He is not able to ask and pigeon for everything he needs, so you must anticipate his wants.
1: Giffen wara balong drink old some
0: Bring drinking water and drinking coconuts.
1: Ah, uh, getting down to business now. Yeah. Uh kai kai old some kokorok mau Kiao no banana mau mau popoman e ol good kai
0: Give him food such as fowls, eggs, bananas, papaws. And other suitable foods.
1: Sapos, Japan. he Ikam kilatstu, upala, haitem, mastaman, glamanim of Japan.
0: If the Japanese come, hide the white man and give him false information. Give them false information. Oh,
1: yeah. One pala boy, I got tonam olsum, colombo, I giffin long masta. Like,
0: if anyone has a mosquito net, give it to the white man.
1: Oh, those mosquitoes go for the white skin, I guess. No. Sapos piles is ino get uskiap all right, makim wampala nupala, on bilang im isilip, wakim got bet bilang im ulsem pasim bilang wakbos.
0: God, driving me crazy. If if there is no uh, Rest house in the village, allot him a newly built house to sleep in, make a bush bed for him.
1: Sapo's master ini anaplang walkabot, upala mika no kareem.
0: If he is unable to walk, make a stretcher and carry him. Mm. Doctor boy
1: Luka long sore belong in.
0: The village medical orderly should attend to any wounds or sores.
1: Some bala boy I walk about one time long master mon Kareem lick lick something belong in. You follow bring him long kiap no long old master no long old soldier by long English.
0: Some natives are to travel with him to carry his effects and to guide him to a government officer or our lines or to other whites.
1: got long old something.
0: Later you will be paid for all of these services.
1: Uh the carrot. Yep. You kisum pipa ne pencil Long mission boy belong. You pala namasta I walk in vasna given long you pala. kiap am keep up long keep
0: Get a pencil and paper from your native mission teacher and the white man will write a note to leave with you. When a government officer visits you, show him this and he will pay you. If the Japanese come to your village, do not let them see this note.
1: And then in capital letters at the end of it, it says "Government Atakupala Masarim." These are the
0: instructions of the government, and you must obey them.
1: And then on each one, it says "secret."
0: Secret. You know what gets me is uh, not all of our flight people and others uh, were particularly white. So what happens to them?
1: See, that's not even thought of and and whoever prepared this. as I say, it was something prepared by the Australian government and then uh-huh. given to all the pilots and others who might be stranded or or, or lost. And uh, it uh, to me it's it's quite naive. If someone just tuned in, they probably thought I had lost my mind, but yeah. uh, and you can see how it is written such that you can make, if you know English phonetics, you can make a sound which probably the uh, native people were giggling about your <laughs> poor pronunciation. But enough that the government that prepared this believed that it would work. <laughs> I've not talked to anybody, and I'm not sure there's any writings out there that uh, would tell us how successful it was. But every uh, I know for a fact that every pilot carried on a card what you see here, uh, and uh, perhaps naively felt like you know it would be his way to save himself and get back to his people. How did they work out
0: the translations on these? Because it's very difficult for me to understand. Uh, the way it's been pronounced or, or the language of, of the people that are there.
1: Well, something like this would be developed uh, by listening to the native statement and then trying to phonetically reproduce it in something that a person with a background in English uh, could pronounce. Uh, the way it starts off, "dispalamasta." Uh I have no idea how close that is to the real native tongue. But apparently somebody believed it was close enough that they would understand that uh, the white man holding this piece of paper, because he would hold it and read to him, mm-hmm. is his friend. That's the initial.
0: Uh, how much of Australia at the time was mostly uh, native residents?
1: Well, we're talking not about the main continent. Uh, which was never invaded but all of the islands just north and west of the Australian continent Uh, because the marines who were fighting in the South Pacific when they had leave time Mm -hmm. uh, they generally were shipped over to Australia where there was no conflict or combat although Australia was threatened I mean to have the enemy that close but uh the Japanese never actually invaded or attacked that I'm aware of Australia well they
0: did have a number of islands back the Japanese did during that particular time and I'm sure that they weren't welcome at all in most of those islands
1: apparently Mm -hmm. whoever prepared this again was assuming that the Japanese had already earned a bad reputation with the native population so that the native population would be quick to support, you know, the white man. Uh, And uh, clearly uh, when uh, they began at Guadalcanal, that entire strip all the way up towards the Philippines was controlled by the Japanese. Mm -hmm. So that's why they call it the stepping stones to Japan. They had to go island by island by island. And uh, the pilots, all of them will tell you, you know, we would be based on an island for a week or so and then would move forward to the next island as it was cleared of the enemy Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, moving always towards the Philippines, towards Japan. Was this World
0: War II, you know, we think of it as country against country, Um, but wasn't World War II as much an ethnic war As it was anything else because the Japanese uh, were not happy with the British control of a lot of the islands which gave them superiority as far as in the air and things like that and with their ships and but uh, and then the the Germans uh, uh, basically wanted to put pretty much rule that part of the world and the Japanese the other part, and they were not happy uh, with um, probably the British, as 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 they would be others, and, and, and the British did have a, a lot of control over a lot of the other lands.
1: Uh, yeah, quite possibly, but uh, remember that the Japanese initially invaded and brutalized China, China, yeah, Korea. Mm -hmm. the Philippines, Southeast Mm -hmm. Asia, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, had literally worked their way around Mm -hmm. and down, so they controlled just about everything in the uh, western and southern Pacific. Yeah. And if they had left, uh, if they had not attacked Pearl Harbor, they might have been there a lot longer. Yeah. But, you know, they brought the United States into the war, and uh, that's when things begin to turn around against them.
0: And you think about the uh, admiral that was over there in the uh, South Pacific, he thought that they were the they were going to be able to keep the United States away from the war that they wanted to control at the time. And when it didn't work, Uh, When the United States headed toward Midway with their cruisers, everything changed at that time. And that's when he made the statement that we awakened a, a sleeping giant. And he knew that things were pretty much gone at that time.
1: took a while yeah but you're talking forty two and it was forty five. yeah, late forty five before they surrendered.
0: But yeah. uh, look at all the territory that we had to cover, oh yeah. if you think about it.
1: Well, find Espiritu Santo on the map, and you'll see because that's way down in the southeast corner, lower southeast mm-hmm. corner of uh, the Pacific. Mm-hmm. That's where we started, and we had to move all the mm-hmm. way up to Japan. What took
0: us so long to find out that w- when th- the bombs were being made, the, the the atomic bombs, what took us so long to find out that the Russians had spies in in both of the areas where, where we were building and nobody else knew e- exactly what was going on, I the mean, ones that were working there?
1: Yeah, I'm just speculating that uh, Russia was an ally. So we were not as uh, vigilant as to their activity. Truman didn't know. Yeah.
0: When, not when, when they had that meeting, he he knew when he knew, saw Stalin's demeanor as he was telling them. Yeah. The Russians already knew.
1: Yeah, no, no, no surprise there. Yeah. For the Russians. Uh, and if you read uh, of some of those who were involved, there was a an agent, I guess you'd call them, mm. president almost from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, not identified until a decade or so later. You know,
0: I most of the time we learn from all those experiences, but look, look at today's world and what has gone on with the new president and all of them. They seem to be welcoming them with open arms. Uh where when will the light come on
1: well we started the session today talking about the Confucius Institute being turned out of the country yeah so maybe some people are recognizing that there's a need for caution yeah in dealing with others some certain others
0: Yeah. you know I I thought there for you know during the last term I think well we're on the ball we're really rolling right now and then all of a sudden People just didn't understand, did they? You're not going to make a comment, are you?
1: I'm trying to think of uh, an appropriate (laughs) comment. I believe we've run out of time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You dog. (laughs) (laughs) I had a good time. Yeah, it's always a good time. All right, guys. uh, We'll see you in the morning at 9 o'clock. And have a good day.